You're listening to Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of PureFandom.com. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the return of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz. And I'm Linda. And we are back off of our series of recapping Game of Thrones. And now we are, of course, recapping, as we've done for the past, I think, three or four seasons of The Walking Dead. How, how, long, how long has it been? I don't know. It's been, a, it's been a few. It's been a few. We've been doing it for a while. And um, this, of course, is recapping Season 8, Episode 1, Mercy, 100th episode of The Walking Dead. Um, Lindy, I know you've been looking up a ton of different reviews, thoughts from our fellow websites. Um, Overall, what would you grade it? Like, you personally. I would grade it a B, I think. Um there were parts of it that I really liked. And what I did like is that I'm asking myself a lot of questions now about the theme of the show. And I'm excited to see where they take it next. But when you compare it to previous season premieres and some other episodes, I mean, it wasn't the greatest. I don't think what it, what would you grade it? I I'm literally exactly where you are. So I would say B for the same reasons. Like I'm excited for the show to be back. Um, and lots of questions. There's so much to talk about. It keeps us guessing, which is pump, which makes me excited, gets me pumped up. Right. But this was the hundredth episode. So I was just a little underwhelmed because of the anticipation of it being a premiere, like the season fifth five premiere, I think it was, when they were at um Cannibal, when they were at Terminus. Like that was such a badass episode. And then of course last season's premiere, it was just like they're known for their season premieres. And I think, yeah, I was just a little underwhelmed. And now that, you know, I'm fresh off a of Game of Thrones, so I'm just like impress me mode, like yeah. overly impress me. Um, that's where I am. So I think for this podcast, let's just assume that everybody saw this episode. Um so that we can kind of dig deeper into it. If you haven't, basically half of the group prepared to take down Negan and then they showed up with a bunch of armor and guns and threatened Negan and all his people and then shot up the compound. And um, now Gabriel (laughs) tried to be like super nice and that fucking backfired. Now he's stuck in a trailer or some shit with Negan and um, everybody else got away without getting injured. And also Carl tried to be nice for once and that's what happened. So I think I'm trying to pinpoint why it didn't feel so like anticlimactic and like, or why it did. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to put my finger on like why it wasn't as powerful as some of the other previous episodes. So one thing that we always talk about is, is Rick really a better person than Negan? And while we think that Rick is a total badass because he is, and when it comes to his group, and protecting them, yes, he is good. Um, but are we really rooting for him? And is he really the good guy? 
And how much better is he than Negan and his brutality? Or how does, how is he a better person than Gregory? Who's just trying to basically save his own ass so that he can survive. Um, like the, the speech that Rick was giving where he says they're about to take Negan down because it's theirs by right. Well, theirs by right. That seems like, I don't know, not a very heroic attitude to take towards it. Um, and I think that there's not so much of a division between who's good and who's bad. And I think that that kind of hurts things in a way and kind of doesn't make for as powerful of scenes when it comes to those battles. Like you brought up the season four or five, whatever premiere at Terminus, those people were cannibals. They had a trough where they were slitting people's throats and they had our group locked up in a train car ready to murder and eat them. Like that was clear, good and evil. You know what I mean? And I think that we have questioned Rick lately and where you start to even more wondering what his intentions are and if he's truly the good guy and Negan is the bad guy. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. And you got me thinking um, if I can try and break down your, your first question, which is, do we really root for Rick? What was the, you know, what's going to be like the power force of this season? And I think, I think what the writers are trying to do is this, and I could be wrong, but I'd love your thoughts. So because we've, you know, seen the cannibals, we've seen how ruthless Negan can be. Um, they're, the writers maybe are thinking, okay, how can, what big bad can we introduce for them to defeat next? So now maybe the big bad is internal. Like it's, it's, it's Rick. The big bad is, are you really, go- like you've been tried and tried and tried. And now you're to a point where there isn't a clear line of how horrible he is because of what Rick and co did to one of his outposts where they just went in and murdered everybody. Right. So it's like you leveled yourself with him a little bit. So now it's going to be this internal battle of how far are you going to go to defeat Negan? We all know. And we, I think this was outlined in the last, the last season, which the writers did beautifully was morally when you break it down overall rick is the better man totally and you know that's because of the way he has tried to be a better man he's lived his life he doesn't have like these like 20 wives he doesn't randomly burn people you know like he's yeah he's always fought this battle of trying to be a good man whereas negan clearly hasn't he's just like what the fuck ever So I think, and I could be wrong, but that's just from what we've seen so far. So I'm hoping that the ultimate, you know, battle, quote unquote, will be, you know, I think it's inevitable that Rick and co will defeat Negan. What will he do to Negan in the end will define whether or not Rick is the better man or not. And that may be the focal point of the season. And I think that's why they had that scene at the beginning with, um, him saying, well, Carl, I didn't kill him. I just shot the gun up, you know, in the air. Like, I think they'll still have those, those scenes throughout the season building up to this final, are you the better man or are you not? And then his whole speech was like, it's ours by right. I think it's just like, you know, I love Rick, but sometimes he's an ass house, nobody home. <laughs> and he may be at a loss for words, the right <laughs> ones. So I'm just going to let that pass. I don't know. That was kind of me barfing. I completely agree. And I was just about to say, and I want to talk about the theme 
of mercy, which was the title of this episode in a little bit. But I think that really the whole arch of the season is going to be Rick and what kind of man that he is. And in the end, whatever his decision is, um, I think is, and in getting to that decision, I think is going to be the point of the season. And I think it has a lot to do with mercy, which I have a whole thing talk to you about that. But I got to say real quick, also, there, it struck me as weird that they gave, they wanted to give Negan and his like henchmen a chance to come to their side without being killed. They were like, come over here. We won't kill you. And then they straight up light up the entire fucking compound with a shit ton of bullets where they probably killed a bunch of innocent people who were probably like stuck there. And so that really didn't make any sense to me. Plus they wasted so much ammo. Like what was the point of that? You could have had a sniper. They had the right guns. They could have had a sniper and killed Negan right away and they wouldn't have had to shoot up all that buildings. I mean, I don't know. That just struck me as odd. I wanted them to rein it in a little bit. I thought it was a poor decision, poor decision making on their part. Um, I agree with you. And I think that the writers tried to cover that part up by showing the, you know, previously on AMC's The Walking Dead, when they showed Dwight saying it's not just about killing Negan, they're all Negan. Yeah. So just, I think what they're trying to tell us is like, if you kill Negan, that's really not going to do shit. So having Negan and all his lieutenants saying, if you all give or uh what's it called surrender yeah then you know ultimately hope i guess that maybe their thinking was then everyone will follow you like all your other quote-unquote negans yeah um and then you know shooting up the whole place so that way they opened the windows pun intended for walkers to kind of take over was just spoils of war i mean yeah. i don't know i guess i don't know yeah i thought that was an odd that was like the one time in the episode that I was like, really? I feel like that doesn't make any sense tactically, but what do I know? <laughs> I don't know what I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, before we talk about Mercy, I, ha- I want to ask you your take on the flashbacks because there's a lot of people who have different interpretations on... Um, you mean flash forwards? Yeah, flash forwards. So there was the old man Rick flash forwards with Michonne and Carl and him and his beard, but there was also the part where Rick is standing over the graves. So starting with old man, Rick, what, who, which Judith was not there. Was she in this? No, she, yeah, she was, she was like a toddler. Okay. Um, Oh yeah, that's right. What, what was your take on old man, Rick flash forward? Um, now that we've kind of flushed out what we think the theme of the season will be and that the big bad is, Rick fighting himself pretty much. Um, I'm hoping that these flash forwards will be uh, kind of provide insight into that. Like, Hey, Rick ultimately gets there, but how does he get there? And was it worth it? Um, and maybe, maybe, you know, the pet, the journey to him getting to, you know, this old man, Rick being in a cane, they're having a freaking fall festival, like all this stuff going on. Maybe it's like, dude, you're a, you're a fraud. Like what you did to get there is so shameful or, you know, maybe that's just, uh, 
everything turns out great. I don't know. But what, but what I, I, I expect will happen is we say, oh, okay, it's a flash forward. Everything turns out great. But underneath there's like some fucked up shit going on. Like they have, I don't know, like something, something bad. I don't want to say what I think it is because I think it's a comic book spoiler. Exactly. I'm thinking what you're thinking because then I can't say it either. (laughs) So I think, so I think what we'll just say is that, um, you know, uh, looks can be deceiving and it may look great on the outside, but there's still going to be something that they haven't quite uh, figured out yet for everything to be perfect. And I, and I think we should do a post, a spoiler, a comic book spoiler post um, yes. regarding that for the people that want to spoil it for themselves or have already seen or read the comics. That way we can talk about it because I think we're thinking the exact same thing. Okay. Um, I'm down. Let's do it. My, my nanny starts tomorrow. <laughs> so I have some time. Um, and then there's the flash forward of the of Rick standing over the two graves. So he's standing over them, and he's obviously been crying his eyeballs out. And he says, "Had mercy prevailed over my wrath while standing over the graves?" Did you hear him say that? Yes. So we can presume, I guess, that maybe these two people had died. Um, in this war that's I'm sure going to be like the entire season long with Negan. And he says the word mercy, you know, obviously that's just maybe more proving that that's going to be the theme of the entire season, not just the episode. Um, But maybe that's kind of what sends him into, I don't know, maybe coming to grips with his, what he's doing and the decisions that he's making. Um, although I do think I know who one person is in the grave. Who do you, who do you think no spoilers is in the grave? Yeah, we'll definitely leave the spoilers for our spoiler post that we'll, we'll put together after this podcast. Um, I think that, er, I'd like to, we've talked about this a little, a little bit, um, before recording. And for those of you that have been listening to us, uh, especially last season, Carol, we've talked a lot about her character development. It's been beautiful. It's been epic. And it's kind of plateaued. So I think, um, especially with the way her character development has gone, it would make a lot of sense for her death, especially with him saying, you know, had my mercy, uh, what is it? Had my mercy prevailed over my wrath. Prevailed over my wrath. Um, I could see that playing into... Carol, because, you know, we had that little conversation with Carol and Daryl in this season eight premiere where he said something about it being fun or something. And she said, no, it's not, you know, so they're still reminding us that Carol has not changed her mind while she has bucked up and been there with Ezekiel. She's not changed her mind about, uh, who she is and what this world has become and the part she doesn't want to play. So, but she still, you know, is doing what she can for those people that she loves. And I think that the decisions Rick makes where her character development has gone, there's going to be some sort of clash between that and she's going to die a horrible death. And what I think will make it even more horrible is that she will be so ready and wanting for it 
because she thinks she's not worth saving. And the whole point they're doing this is because there's a sliver of belief that this life is still worth saving. So having her dying in vain like that just makes that death that much worse. God. I know. Did I just blow your mind? And that makes sense for his mercy prevailed over my wrath quote. Yeah. Boom. Jesus. When that comes true, y'all heard a hair first. That was really good. Also very depressing. And it reminds me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I, uh, um, my hormones are coming down from giving birth. So I think it's, it's, you know, contributing factor. I love depressing endings like that, but that yes. is like poetically and beautifully, but also tragic because the show is a damn tragedy. And it reminds me so much of my favorite death, which can I say favorite death? That sounds horrible, but was Tyree. <laughs> yes, exactly. He exactly. He wasn't, he didn't want to live in that world. He wasn't meant to live in that world. He didn't want that. And we, when he died, I mean, it was almost like, it was so sad, but it was almost a, a beautiful thing and it was right for his character. And I think that Carol is the only other character I can think of right now that would have kind of a, a death similar to that and it be the right thing for them. Um, totally. Now that we're talking about that. Um, Ooh, yeah. you wait really quick. You just reminded yeah. me because of, um, you know, the Tyrese and Carol and what they have been through and why their, their mindsets R slash were both in that same place. Mm -hmm. A lot of what the horrible things that has happened that have happened to them or did happen to Tyrese was things that they themselves had to do. It wasn't like, oh, this happened to us and it's horrible. It's decisions that they had to make and they had to do. Killing like a with, child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like with Maggie, you know, she her husband was murdered in front of her. She didn't have to murder him, you know, and uh, she wasn't the direct result of that happening. Right. So, you know, and we could break that down with every other character in the show and Tyrese and Carol in particular, and I'm sure this has happened with other characters, but those are just the two on the top of my head where they have had to, they have had to do the act that has broken them. They haven't had an act done to them, to a loved one that has broken them. Right. Yeah. So maybe Rick will have, that happened to him and have make his decision. And maybe that's also why he's crying because he totally understands, truly understands what Carol had to go through. Yeah. And the, and that's a good point. And the only, the other character that would make sense, especially with Rick's uh, had mercy prevailed over my wrath, who was the most merciful character before all this shit hit the fan. It was uh, Morgan. And now Morgan's kind of on a similar type of story path as as um carol where he Ooh, yeah, yeah. He, right he totally lost it again and he's back in in kill mode and he had totally found peace um with the way that he lived and now he's a murder machine again and so he's another person that sort of like carol is does he really want to live that way does he really want to live in a world like that you know he had already found peace is he gonna go crazy um, so I think he's another potential person if we're looking at it in, in that way. But those are two of my favorite characters because of their storylines. So we shall see. Um, so this whole theme of 
mercy, we talked about a lot of it already, but there's a couple things within the episode that kind of embodied this theme of mercy that we didn't touch on. Of course, Rick had his quote about mercy, um, but also Gabriel at the end showed mercy and look what happened to him. And I think what we're going to kind of be seeing this whole season is, is mercy really a good thing still in the world that they live in? Or is it going to come back and bite you in the ass all the time? You know, look what Gabriel did and look what happened to him in the end. Carl, you know, he showed mercy on that starving with that starving man. And that could mean one or two things, either a, you know, Carl's mercy shows us that there's hope for the future and for the group. And it's this wonderful thing, or that guy was a bad guy. And, Carl's mercy was stupid and is going to result in something bad happening. Um, I don't know. Did you pick up on any of that or think that have any other times where you kind of like noticed the theme of mercy in the episode? Um, Yeah, I obviously the Carl scene and I think that will be uh, Carl's journey throughout the season you know, he's trying to show his dad where he can still show mercy and still be a good person. And we had that scene with Carl and Michonne when um, everyone left to go to Negan and Co. And uh, Michonne said to Carl, this is your show or something along those lines, like this is your show or whatever. Uh, So they're definitely alluding to the fact that Carl is being prepped for leadership because he's the next generation. Yeah. You know, it's like him and then, and Edith and then like fucking babies, you know, cause you have Judith and then we're going to have um, baby Glenn. So it's just kind of like, okay. Um, how long do we have to wait to see that though? You know, if we're already starting with flash forwards, are we going to flash forward even more? Yeah. Um, and when we see that play out, I, I personally think that that storyline of mercy, especially with Carl, is all uh, a part of Rick's storyline. Like the core, the core of this season is Rick. Yeah. And if one person can show Rick how to live with mercy and still be a, a good leader that protects his people, I think it's Carl. Because I think of any of the characters, you know, obviously Carl means the most to him. So I think it's, I think it's really interesting. And as, as much as I thought that this episode was just kind of, okay, um, there's a lot to talk about after it. And I think it's setting up the season really well. And I'm excited to see if our predictions uh, hold true for the rest of the season or if we're just like making a bunch of shit up in our heads. No, I think we're right because it's us. Right. We're right. we're always right. Yeah, we are. Always right. Duh. Always. Um, I, I want to ask you about um the did you think that the episode could have used a little more of like we had some great explosives like the Daryl montage with the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And blowing everything up, like yes, that was badass. Also, shout out uh, Nicotero and team. We definitely noticed the uh, extra attention to detail with the zombie makeup, and it was awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, the zombies were on point. Uh, I think, I, I just wish that, again, not to bring up Game of Thrones, but it's the only show I can kind of put on par together and compare it to. With the Game of Thrones season premiere, there's a lot to flush out, and we get it. The last season was very, like, um, it was, like, all over the place. And not necessarily in a bad way, just literally all over the place, geographically, and with our group. The fact that it was so bleh last season, I wanted this premiere to have some sort of bam scene. Like, with Game of Thrones, how it had... uh, I guess I won't give it away for people that haven't seen it yet, but this, the very first scene in this season's premiere of game of Thrones, we had like a fucking crazy murder scene. Like it was badass, It was awesome. And then they kind of went into, okay, here's what's happening because we have to lay all this out. We yeah. didn't really have that. And because this was the walking dead episode 100, like I was just expecting something fucking crazy. I don't know. And then this just felt like one of those filler episodes that was good and necessary, but not one of the best. Yeah, I I agree. And I can't really put my finger on why that is. I mean, there was so much that I did like about it. I mean, as much shit as we give Rick about, is he actually a good person? I do like seeing him be strong again and being a leader again. And the people like seeing Jesus and Maggie and everybody like uh, actually being strong and forceful against Negan is really nice after seeing them beat down for like an entire season. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what could have made it better. I don't even want to say better, but more powerful and like having that bam scene that you're talking about. Like, remember when Carol shot that like bazooka into the Terminus and you're just like, damn. And then, yeah. And there was a reunion between um, people and we were just in a much different place going into the other season premieres, I think, which has a lot to do with it. Um, I mean, there weren't really reunions to be had in this one. Um, That's very true. That's a really good point. Yeah, there wasn't anything like, oh, we need to find out who died or, oh, we need to find out. Yeah, it was like a new, it was a new beginning. They weren't starting anything with really a cliffhanger. They weren't resolving anything that we'd been waiting to find out. You know what I mean? It was a, it was kind of a fresh start, like going into this next phase of the war with Negan was is like a brand new thing we weren't really waiting to find anything out so there were no big revelations and i think maybe that's maybe why we feel different about it than the other season premieres that's Um, a really good point because it was still a great episode but they were just like okay we're just continuing to tell the story and in the middle of the season we're gonna have that wham bam exactly yeah I think that that's what it is. I think it's just different than what we've expected. And that doesn't necessarily make it bad. Do I wish there was some more like crazy explosives and stuff? Maybe, but it was still, it was still badass. I think it was, it's just, it was a different, it was just different. So do you think that um, like how the cast kept saying this season feels like our old show again, let's just quickly think about the first couple seasons and the first couple of seasons we didn't have a lot of like, uh, I guess there were, there were a lot of wham, bam. That's when I'm dubbing the, <laughs> like what we're trying to talk about. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was just a great story. Like you were just like weirdly addicted. Remember when you told me 
back when we were teamtsd.com and you said we should be covering The Walking Dead. And I was like, nah, I don't do zombies. Yeah. Not my thing. And you're like, no, you need to watch it. Watched it. And you're like, I can't explain it. It's just really good. Like you just, it's just good. Like it's not like, holy shit, that finale was amazing. I mean, this, everything was just really good. You got really invested. It was emotional. You got feels. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I felt about this premiere. But like you said, it was just different than what we've seen in the recent seasons. And I think we had a much bigger attachment to the characters in the first few seasons because there were less of them. And I think they're going to get back to that. I mean, they had so many different characters and, and everybody was so split up in uh, the last you know few seasons that I think having everybody together – focusing on our core group, the relationships of the core group, the character development of our few key important people, um, and one concise storyline, I think, is maybe what they're getting back to. And I, and I think that that's what people will want to see. And I think that that's a good, that's a good thing. I know that's what you want, because we all know how you feel about those disconnected <laughs> storylines. Listen, if you want to go back to last season's, <laughs> I was not happy with how they kept jumping from community to community. I, I mean, I just wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not saying the episodes were bad, but you can go listen to my rants there. Cause if I start going, I won't stop. I know. I know. I don't blame you. I'm, I'm with you now. I get it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's it though. I mean, I don't know. Did you have anything else you wanted to breakdown no I think we like you said this was more of a let's kind of get deep with it and you know we just addressed we addressed some pretty some pretty heavy shit and um I'm excited I'm, I'm really excited to recap this season because like you said last season it was just like oh my god it wasn't so much what we love about the show is dissecting like the the fucking psych of it all you know yes. and like, like what we just did in this podcast. And last season, it was just like, oh my God, I felt like every week when we were recapping, we were just like, okay, wait, who are those people? What part do they have to play? Like, I felt like I was playing catch up so much versus like, no, I just want to talk about the show. Yeah. And I think that that's awesome because Kirkman's whole point in, in creating this is how would people live in this world? What kind of people would they turn into? Is there good and evil? I mean, yes. humanity the breakdown of humanity and if we can keep humanity in this type of world. And so I think that this season is going to get back to that so that we can talk about stuff like this, you know, act like we're super, super smart and talk about themes and stuff. Um, so it's going to be awesome. But can I say that the one not serious thing that I loved was how adorable Tara was with like her Twizzlers and her bright sunglasses. I thought she was a little ray of sunshine. Yes. <laughs> I love you. So I, and I love that actress too. Did you see that Christian Serratos who plays Rosita? It was either on Twitter, or Instagram, maybe both. She tweeted a photo of them looking fierce at the premiere and just put milfs on there. <laughs> they both had babies. I was yeah. like, yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I did love that too. Um, okay, well, I think that is it. And if you guys, oh, we've got a Comic Con. Liz is making her Comic Con comeback. Wizard oh! World Austin. Yes, Wizard World Austin is uh, like the third, the 17th, 18th, something like that of November. 
And there's going to be a shit ton of people there. One of them being Jason Momoa. I may or may not. I, I, I'm buying an autograph or something. We, you know what we should do? We should get like a photo op with you and I with him or something. Yeah, we really should. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, I just feel like it's needed because he's not doing a panel. Correct. No, no not, not that I'm aware of. Um, Unless they just lied to me because they don't want me anywhere near him, which I'd understand, but still. Um, I will tell you what, uh, my female crush next to Sarah Michelle, Kate Beckinsale, will be there. And, and she, mine, Felicia Day. Oh, yeah, and Felicia Day and... A bunch of Walking Dead people. And freaking Val Kilmer, dude. Yeah. I mean, the man embraces his Batman movie, and I fucking love it. <laughs> so that's awesome. We'll have Summer Glau, of course, and Jewel State, who are always amazing. Mm-hmm. And we'll be there. We're, and we'll be there. We're almost as – I would say on a coolness level, we're probably somewhere between uh, Kate Beckinsale and Val Kilmer. Um, uh, if, <laughs> that's yeah. a that's – a, I would I I will want to know if any fan of Kate Beckinsale ever thought that she would be put on a scale with Val Kilmer, um, and you're welcome <laughs> for doing that for you. Also, I'm pretty sure our our good buddy Victor Danrid Victor Dandridge of In House Productions will moderate that panel. Hasn't he moderated it a few times? Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, yeah. I know Aaron Sagers, who does Sci-Fi Wires and some other stuff. I don't want to say it wrong, but I know he does Sci-Fi Wire. He's going to be there too. Um, and then we'll I, be- I want. Well, I want to see. I was going to say, regardless, I, I just want to sit in on that panel because we we never get to actually watch panels, and that would be like a great one to watch. I would love to watch Kate Beckinsale. You could just like creepily sit on the steps behind the stage and just like stare. That's It'd fine. Be- see, fine. this is when I wish I was still pregnant because it was kind of like a free pass. <laughs> Just you know what I mean? Okay, now we're rambling. But anyways, we'll also be there doing um, giving away prizes and doing our original fan panels. If you're there, I don't know, we'll probably – well, we have to do The Walking Dead now that it's back. We'll probably do Game of Thrones. We might do some Harry Potter, some geek trivia. Um, so definitely check that out because we love talking theories with you and also giving you free prizes, which is, let's be honest, why you guys come in the first place. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, and other than that, I think – I think that's it. That's all the news we got. That's all the news we got. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you follow us uh, at pure fa- or at pure underscore fandom on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Check out purefandom.com. If you want to write for us, email Liz or Lindy. I'm sorry, Liz at purefandom.com or Lindy at purefandom.com. And um, you can podcast, YouTube, do whatever you want to do. Our team is amazing. Make sure you check us out. And yeah, like we said, we'll be at Wizard World Austin. Gregory from The Walking Dead, Dwight from The Walking Dead, um, Abraham from The Walking Dead, and Michael Rooker will be there. So we'll be putting up some coverage on that as well if you want to follow us. And that's pretty much it. That's it, guys. Until next time. Capes out.